0: And now, the moment fight fans across the globe and the track stars universe has been waiting for. It's time for the MMA main card with your man, The Voice. As always, we'll start off with some headlines and hot takes. Joanna Champion, that's right, Joanna Janicek is going to carry the torch for her native land of Poland. She said during a recent radio appearance that it's a huge honor to do so and that it definitely is regardless of your your status or your place in life to get the opportunity to carry the Olympic torch, a fire that's burned for decades now. That's That's huge. That's huge. And especially being an athlete in MMA, which is still a burgeoning sport. Getting the opportunity to do that for Poland, that's big. Now, I said I was going to save my analysis for this week's UFC 219 uh, to prep for any last minute scratches. And what do you know it? john lineker hands of stone a man who's been known not to make weight he's fighting at 135 pounds right now because he kept missing weight at 125 pounds well it wasn't a weight issue this time but the thing that brings about weight yes, yeah, teeth yeah i don't know if uh I know he's hands of stone. I don't know if he's been biting on his fist or what's been going on, but he had a tooth infection, had the tooth removed today, and could not fight. Marlon Marais said, hey, yes, I'll take the fight. And there was a bunch of back and forth between him and Jimmy Rivera online, but nothing materialized. When the contract got to Marlon, then he kind of took some steps back. That... That's questionable. That's real questionable. You're asking for a fight? You've been saying you want this fight? You said you wanted the fight a long time ago before uh, Lineker got it. And now, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, to me, it sounds like a money thing. I don't know how many uh, fights he's got on his contract, but he's fought now, ooh, about two, three times in the UFC and a number of them well all of them have been this year so um you know maybe he's getting close to the end of his contract and he just doesn't want to chance it i don't know but uh if you didn't want to chance it you shouldn't have thrown your hat in the ring bottom line as a matter of fact jimmy rivera said look i know it's short notice so instead of coming in at the 135 limit Let's do it at 145. I want to give you the ability to come in. And I feel Jimmy. Jimmy has been training for this fight for a while. This would be the third change in fighters for him. He was supposed to fight Dominic Cruz. That didn't work out. Now, supposed to fight Jimmy Rivera. That didn't work out. Um, you know, so he he's just had a lot of things that, I'm sorry, not Johnny uh, Jimmy Rivera, but John Lineker, um, that didn't work out either way it goes, he's been trying and he just really wanted to fight on the card because he's been putting so much into it, draining camps cost a lot of money and if you don't fight, you don't get paid I hope the UFC does right by him, saying as he did everything he could in order to make this fight happen Um, he, he can't he can't do anything about people getting hurt and, and injured and can't come through and or just straight up not accepting the fight now Ariel Hawani announced recently that there's going to be a big press conference uh, this week to set up the first quarter schedule for the UFC that should be sometime tomorrow uh, I We'll jump back on if I'm able to and give some updates on any new fights that have been announced that we don't know about, that they may be holding for that, as well as anyone who may or may not make weight. A number of fights have been announced recently. The one that stands out most to me is Tisha Torres facing Jessica Andrade. And that's been scheduled for UFC on Fox 26. That's really going to that's going to mean a lot as far as the women's strawweight division is concerned, because really the winner of that fight should be the number one contender. I feel like Andrade already stamped her card to do that when she beat Claudia Gedalia earlier this year and it says a lot for her to step up and take on uh, Tisha Torres especially seeing as Rose doesn't have anyone scheduled to fight her and that would be a brand new fresh matchup if Rose was to fight uh, either one of these ladies Tisha Torres or Jessica Andraj. so it's interesting that Andrade is taking this fight and um, we'll just see how all of that shakes out whoever wins that fight though uh, if they're not the number one contender, they're right there. Now, speaking of number one contenders, Volk in No Time Ozdemir, who will be fighting in the first pay per view of the year against the champion Daniel Cormier. Yeah, he's got to see the judge on January 9th to plead not guilty to a bar altercation that took place back in August, but charges weren't filed until November his lawyers is really anxious to get this going because he's got a lot of stuff set up as far as uh, the defense is concerned he's pleading not guilty and saying that it was self defense whereas the other party the plaintiff is stating that uh, they had concussive symptoms and all kinds of stuff going on well when you realize you've been in a fight with a professional fighter <laughs> you're not, Number one, those things can happen. And number two, you may take advantage of that fact. Dana White, he's been doing a lot of talking lately. Been on TMZ, SportsCenter, The Herd. I mean, he's really been making his rounds as of late. Now, he said recently that if GSP does come back, he'll be fighting Woodley or Whittaker. He will not be fighting Conor McGregor. So, says Dana. Uh, Which means that he will be keeping his word regarding that uh, until International Fight Week starts rolling around. And then his tune will probably change because that's the biggest fight that the UFC can make right now will be between Connor and GSP. Especially seeing as GSP is not only a two-time world champion, or I should say a world champion in two different weight classes... Uh, But the way that he won that last fight, it really raises his star. And they forgot just how good GSP was as far as his drawing power, especially in Canada, was concerned. So Canada, Ireland, yeah, it's just a a match made in heaven for them. Now, another reason I say this is because as he was making his rounds, being Dana, he said, hopefully... Connor starts to get the itch to come back, and hopefully, we can get him back this summer. He said that on Sports Center. So, again, all things lined up as to that's the fight that's going to happen. If you know anything about Dana, he does a lot of negotiations in the media by saying what will happen and what will not happen uh, as a means of trying to gain leverage now rising if you're not familiar with it it is pretty much uh the second generation of pride fighting championship over in japan which was huge back at the turn of the century um they've got some fights going on this weekend and the training partner and bestie of cyborg gabby garcia came in 27 pounds over the contracted weight For her fight with a 53-year-old former professional wrestler. Someone who hasn't fought MMA in nearly a decade. uh, Being Shinobu Kandori. That's just a hot, steaming pile of mess. She's nearly 75 pounds more than Kandori. Crazy. Now it's time for a real feel-good story. Tyron the Chosen One Woodley aka T Wood aka Ferguson's finest he gives one of the greatest Christmas gifts of all he buys his mother a house that's right Miss Deborah Woodley is now the proud owner of a beautiful home Uh, they show pictures of it on UFC tonight beautiful beautiful home uh, the kitchen is gorgeous oh my goodness the the backsplash and the tile in there woo it's nice it's real nice get an opportunity uh, check it out on UFC tonight I'm sure there'll be some replays coming up over the next couple days but anyway I got the house she's overwhelmed and really he kind of took a cue from a training partner at Rufus Sport Showtime Pettis who did the same thing for his mother a couple years back when he was on the Wheaties box and champion and really on a roll he did the same thing for his mother at Christmas I bought her a home so uh, shout out and salute to him you hear about these things in sports from time to time one thing that I'll say about this specific move because he recently paid off his house Tyron Woodley that is he's doing this and you, again you hear about this in sports where athletes will buy uh, their parents homes or cars or things of that nature but it's usually when they first get into the league and you know they get a little bit of money and they don't manage their money properly Tyron's been doing this for over a decade now he owns m- multiple businesses. He has a number of streams of income. And he's been doing a good job in grinding. I mean, grinding. His last fight, he was on the Fox desk the week before. That's unheard of. Whenever any of these other champions are getting ready to fight, like, for instance, Daniel Cormier is preparing for his fight now in Boston, at the beginning of the year you don't see him on UFC tonight who's on UFC tonight with Kenny Florian it is uh, Michael Bisping why? because he doesn't have any fights coming up he just lost two fights in a row uh, you know. but you'll see the fighters or those that host these different shows they'll be involved when they don't have anything going on but when they're in camp they're not doing it. The fact that he's grinding and showing and doing these different things, he's on TMZ every single weekend. And for the most part, with the exception of like one, uh, he's been live in studio there in California. So he's been flying back and forth every single week uh, doing these different things, having shoulder surgery, but still doing all he can to make his commitment. So the man is grinding. He's working hard. Salute to him. Uh, salute to Miss Woodley. Hey, I'm really happy to see these things going on and happening. And again, he's setting the proper example of how to do it. When you have made the money that you need to make, when you've established yourself, if you want to start doing some things, then go ahead and do it. Not to mention, earlier this year, he bought his mom a car. So <laughs> she got a car and a house in the same year. Again, salute to that young man it's beautiful and it's a great great example set for just aspiring entrepreneurs in general not just fighters but anyone who's looking to make a name for themselves just a great way of how to go about setting that up on Saturday night the last pay-per-view and the last fight card for the UFC in the year of 2017 will take place headlining the card is the women's featherweight champion Chris Cyborg taking on former women's bantamweight champion Holly Holm this is this has really got all the makings for a watershed moment in MMA Gil Melendez wrote an article recently and it was really good as far as the information that he was providing and it was specifically on the ways that Holly Holm can win the fight she has the reach advantage she has the big time fight experience to keep her from being overwhelmed she has the master strategist team in Jackson Wink and she has the footwork. One of the things that he pointed out and one of the things that I stated on last week that plays heavily in Holly's favor is that she shines when she's counter striking. Cyborg comes forward. So it's tailor made for her style. She knows how to move around. She knows how to dance and, and to uh, avoid Attackers. That's that's where she's her best. Um she also is a person who doesn't go for the KO. She takes it as it comes. If you have followed her career, you've seen that a number of her KO victories have come by way of head kick. She she's good for head kicking somebody into a KO, but most of her fights in the UFC have gone the distance. As a matter of fact, when she was going to fight Ronda Rousey, that was one of the knocks on her. Like when she was killing everybody back when she was in LFA—I'm sorry, not LFA—that uh, was it was LFC back then. She was killing everybody when she was fighting there. But now that she's you know going up against some stiffer competition, you know it's all these decisions. What's going on? And again, it's really the style of the fight that has much to do with it she said on Facebook live earlier this week that again she's not looking for the uh, KO so her cardio and testing Cyborg's cardio could be a great advantage for her because Cyborg has not gone to a decision really I mean she's only been to a decision one time in Her career, and that was her second professional fight, which was against Vanessa Porto, and that was coming off of a loss. Uh, Marlux Coonan has seen the most case time with uh, Cyborg taking Justino to the third in their first matchup for the Strike Force title, and then to the fourth round in their second matchup for the Invicta title. Never ever. Has Cyborg been five rounds and Holly's done it numerous times, including her last title fight back in February in this very weight class? So, not only does she have experience going five rounds, but she's got experience going five rounds at 145 pounds. Uh, it's gonna be interesting, it's gonna be interesting. There are ways that. Holly can get it done, which is what makes it so intriguing because Cyborg has been this juggernaut, just this unstoppable force when it comes to fighting. And to see someone who may have a way, may have that combination to unlock Cyborg is that's intriguing. It's very intriguing. Now, in the breakdown by Goosen, I mean, Gooden and Hardy. They, there was something else that was stated there that I didn't take into account. Home is a southpaw, and she's dealt with pressure fighters before. However, when Tate put the pressure on her, being home, she eventually broke in that fight. So, again, there are so many different moving pieces. Will uh, Holly Home become the giant killer that took out both of the most dominant fighters? Will? Cyborg rises to the occasion and beat her stiffest foe to date. You have to tune in to see. The co-main event pits Edson Barboza versus Khabib Nurmagomedov. <laughs> uh, I was watching UFC tonight and it was so funny. Uh, they had Tommy Toho doing his stick on there and making uh, predictions for 2018. And Khabib was like, I predict I'll fight twice before 2027. (laughs) Oh, man, that was so funny because Khabib, I mean, this is the first time he's fought this year. He was supposed to fight Tony Ferguson for the interim belt. Um, I want to say that was International Fight Week or somewhere in there. He was supposed to fight uh, for the interim belt and that was really uh, the people's main event that's what people were tuning in to see that didn't happen and that fight card it went off but uh, it went off with a whimper so uh, Khabib fighting he's always hurt there's always something going on where he can't fight uh, so there's a lot of injury Khabib is undefeated and he's a beast when he fights it's yeah he looks unstoppable but he stops himself often with being injured now he calls Edson Barbosa the most dangerous striker in the lightweight division he could be I mean he's got a lot of of spinning head kick knockouts and things of that nature in his uh, profile But if you know anything about Khabib and his style, he's a wrestling heavy fighter. He's a sambo fighter. He's a judo black belt. So he's looking to get his hands on you. No easier way than to get your hands on someone than for them to spin and give up their back to you. So I don't know what what methods Edson's going to employ in this fight. What kind of techniques and what strategy he's going to use? it would be interesting to see the game plan that Mark Henry draws up for this fight. Now, something else that was stated within the Good and Hardy breakdown of the fight is they talked about Khabib's swinging jab. Uh, Hardy really couldn't come up with a name for it. That's just kind of what I called it, looking at it. And it's like a pendulum. The pendulum swings back and forth he just swings his hand up and, and jabs up with his hand and it often catches people unaware because of the angle that it's coming from you really can't see it coming and you don't know what's going on until you get hit and anyone who's watched fights knows that it's the punch that you don't see that hurts you so that's going to be interesting to see how uh, that plays in within this fight the Voices' marquee matchup for the main card, though, pits Cynthia Calvillo versus Carla Esparza. This will be Calvillo's third fight this year. And I know it's at least her second pay-per-view fight, including her first one. Um, maybe that, all of her fights may have been on pay-per-view this year. I just don't remember. But she knows, and she has been getting a push from the UFC. She knows the push she's getting from the UFC. And she is working. She showed up to media day today dressed to kill. Had her uh, her uh, cocktail dress on with her high heels all made up. She knows the spot that she's in. and If she can beat the former strawweight champion, she's going to be in great position. As far as 2018 is concerned. Now what the Voices Marquee matchup for the preliminary card was going to be. Got bumped up because John Lineker uh, wasn't able to fight. And that's Mark the Bone Crusher, Jocasey versus Dan Hooker. I called him Dad Bod. I'm sorry that's Dan Kelly just Dad Bod. My bad. So uh, quick editorial regarding that. Uh, but that fight should be phenomenal too. And then it starts off with... Oh, man, a phenomenal fight. Carlos Condit versus Neil Magny. Condit is the former interim welterweight champion. This will be the first time he's fought in a year. Neil Magny always brings it. It'll be a great, great test. It either puts Condit back on the map or it is the highest profile victory in Neil Magny's career. The Voices marquee matchup for the preliminary card hits former WSOF champion and I believe team Alpha Male product Rick Glenn versus Miles Jury Miles Jury came in the game with a lot of hype behind him and rightfully so he was undefeated he was on a roll and then he ran into Cowboy Cerrone who is the true litmus test of where you stand as a fighter and he uh, did not pass the test he lost his fight to the cowboy but he's only lost twice in his 16 fight career so this should be one a great test and and miles hasn't fought in a while either so it should be a great test for him and it should just be a very good fight between two high-level fighters and that's why I'm choosing that as my marquee matchup for the preliminary card we're at the end of the year and this is the time of year where many people will reflect on the things that have happened previously in the year now granted we do have another fight card where anything can happen but as of right now the top picks for me as far as ko's and subs and things of that nature as of right now unless something crazy happens yeah and ganu's decapitation of Overeen is the ko of the year i know it wasn't that long ago there were some other great ko's um Aaron Pico's one hitter, quitter, left hook of Justin Lin comes to mind. Taiwan Claxton's. Uh, I mean, he changed his whole nickname. He went from Speedy Claxton to Air Claxton. Uh, made up logos, tried to, uh, had a Kickstarter going and tried to get some t shirts out there and all of that. Uh, his flying knee knockout of Johnny Bonilla Bowman uh, in Bellator, that was phenomenal as well. But man every time I see that uppercut that Engano hit Overeem with that I mean it literally looked like it took Overeem's head off his shoulders and that was with his left hand it wasn't even with his power hand (sighs) yeah that that, it, it sends chills down my spine just thinking about it and every time I see it, it's just like, oh my goodness, this is, yeah, it it was crazy, so if you haven't seen it, again, UFC tonight, they had some replays of it there, (sighs) yeah, it's it's mind-blowing, so unless something crazy happens, that's the KO of the year for me, the submission of the year, again, barring something crazy, no pun intended, is Demetrius Johnson's slam bar, I know he called it the Uh, flying wonder, mighty something or other crazy, but I'm calling it the slam bar. Never in my life have I ever even thought of somebody going from a belly to back suplex slam into an arm bar. That's like, that's, that's some next level stuff. That's some, I came up with a special finishing move in... Tekken kind of stuff that you don't see that you don't see it and it, when I saw it happen I was absolutely stunned I was floored I was speechless and for me to be speechless as much as I talk yeah that that's a pretty big feat so that definitely gets it for me fight of the year currently is Yancy Madero's versus Cowboy Oliveira. That round one alone could be round of the year. I mean, the back and forth, both of them being hurt, both of them being almost out of it, and then Yancey pulling off uh, the victory, and not just the victory, but the finish in the third round? Yeah, that's the one. What's even more interesting about Yancey and his fights, he got the fight of the year against Cowboy Oliveira and his first fight in 2018, it's gonna be against Cowboys Cerrone. Again, should be a phenomenal fight and looking forward to seeing it. To keep up with Trackstar Sports, like the Trackstar Sports Facebook page. Join the discussion in the Debate Fuel Facebook group. Follow us on Twitter at Debate Fuel and Instagram at Trackstar Sports. And for my fight fans, Definitely want to do that because your man the voice will be going live regarding UFC 219 on Saturday. I will be giving my analysis between rounds and or fights. So definitely tune in there. New content gets released every day except for Sunday on anchor.fm forward slash trackstar sports. Also, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple or Google Play. And the Debate Fuel podcast gets released on SoundCloud, so you can look for us there as well. Until next time, it's your man, The Voice, bringing you the Trackstar Sports MMA main card, and I'm sounding off.